Make sure you're following us all over the universe. We're on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. If you missed any one of our awesome segments or episodes and interviews, we're on WCPT SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash WCPT 820. And of course, if you want to see our beautiful faces ready for Hollywood Marvel, call us, baby. We're on YouTube.com slash Mercado Airwaves Network. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver. It's Devin Tingle, Paul Shavari, and myself, Mike Mercado and Marver, I wanted to, you know, school is not in session anymore. Even though we've been talking college football, we've been talking about realignment. High school kids are getting ready in summer camp for the high school football season. Softball, volleyball camps, baseball camps, everything is going on right now, but school is not in session. But that doesn't mean that you and I can't get the old red pens out and give out some grades midway because the all-star break is here in Major League Baseball. And some Chicago White Sox and Cubs are heading to Los Angeles. But we're going to let Paul and Devin kind of talk about the festivities of All-Star Weekend. I wanted to keep it a little bit closer here between you and I on what's going on at Wrigley Field. We have two All-Stars going over there with Ian, Ian Happ and with Wilson Contreras. But there's a lot of uncertainty going on with this team. I believe both these guys are destined to play somewhere else and play October baseball somewhere else this season. And it's hard to really for for the fan base it's frustrating for the fan base it's annoying for the fan base that there are not only one but two but three rebuilding teams in this city and one of them includes the chicago cubs now marvelous we're going to grade what we've seen on the field but i also want to concentrate on what's going on off the field because for this cubs team this season that's really important so i want to start off in general before we get to the grading now that we're at the halfway point or unofficial halfway point we're going to the summer classic how are you feeling about what you've been seeing in the North side? Inconsistency, sometimes some good baseball, sometimes some frustrating baseball. But what have you seen, your coach's eye, your scouting eye, your fan eye, when you've been watching the Chicago Cubs? It seems like uh, history repeating itself in a way. It feels like last year, kind of almost exactly, with the long losing streak now in July, leading up to the trade deadline. Uh, the And the... And the Closer, in the case of Kimberl, now Robertson will be a piece of trading, and then maybe the setup man to you know, and and the uh, Contreras. So, I, I, it, you know, it doesn't look to me as though, unless they get some bona fide major leaguers, that there's any hope of them being extremely competitive in the near future. We were talking about them maybe sneaking into a one of the playoff spots not long ago, since there's now more playoff spots than in previous years. So uh, that's dead now. But, uh, I mean, they, they found a couple, you know, lightning in a bottle sort of thing with, with uh, Wisdom and even Ortega and Schwindel. And it seemed like, you know, they had some pieces to maybe build, but they just don't have what it takes. I mean, the starting pitching was supposed to maybe be strong with, you know, Stroman and Hendricks and not so much. You know, it's Smiley and, and, and Miley, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and they've had the injuries and then Suzuki seemed to be a pretty good get and uh, but it just they just don't have what it takes to 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 be in the playoffs it looks like with this group and uh, we'll see the same thing as what happened last year I would believe at this point um, trade deadlines now a little bit later than it was last year I believe it's the first week of August and uh, I would expect Contreras I'm just curious as to what they're going to get for these these folks I mean yeah, I mean, last year was the whole group went out shaping to Perry and Kimbrell. Maybe they'll do the same thing. Maybe they'll trade the 
three relievers uh, and a guy that's at the end of the contract and the whole nine yards. Uh, I mean, maybe even Hap, maybe Hendricks. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. And it's funny because you're bringing up these names and it makes me it, it, it what it is for the cup band right now. I think it's just inevitable, right? You know, mm-hmm. and you're happy for Ian Hap because you've seen him go through the ups and downs and the hype and the demotions and promotions and for him to be an all-star and him be yeah. a good dude off the field. It's nice to see that he's kind of come back and strong and getting some recognition for it. And hopefully he plays baseball, whether it's here in Chicago or somewhere else, high end competitive baseball, because he has the unfortunate thing of being part of the next group of cup players that were after 16, although his name was always around. So he's got that weirdness to him, kind of like the Jorge Soler part of it, like one of those guys who, you know, he was around, you know that he's always been part of that core, but wasn't part of that core. And it's always been a weird spot for Ian. It's always been a weird relationship with Ian and the Chicago Cup fan base. Wilson Contreras is beloved. And whether or not he was beloved with all his teammates, especially that original core, we know how important a catcher. Heck, look what happened in the own NL Central with Lottie. When you have a Molina that is there forever, how much that helps the pitching staff and your offense. And I think for Cub fans, you're going to be really happy for a lot of these guys. And as the, we are recording this a little, if you're watching the video, Marvelous and I have in our own home studios, the Cubs game, game one against the Mets. And you talk about Stroman, right? Had a really good performance coming back from the injured list, having a great game against his former team, a Mets team that has a good chance of winning the pennant. You know, a team that could do a lot of damage. And this Cubs team has a lot of bright spots. I do like Seiya Suzuki. I'm excited to see what Crow Armstrong is able to do. I mean, I'm hoping that Davis is able to get healthy from that back injury and play this season, which they're talking about. That's how much Brennan is a freak of nature that he's able to play after a back injury. There's a lot of stuff to be excited for this Cubs team. But we have to be honest and we have to be critical. And I think we could start with the report cards because it's just kind of all going in together this entire season. I think I really want to start with the morale, not the Christopher morale, but the morale of the fan base. I think, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, you could give it an F, you could give it an A, whether you think that they're sticking around, that they're, you know, just chugging along. Wrigley Field always looks packed, heck is packed this weekend. But I'm going to give it an N.A. because I don't I don't think Cub fans know how to feel right now. I think mm-hmm. game to game, if you're at Wrigley or you have some some cheddar on the line, you're enjoying it. But I think other than seeing what did Suzuki do or what did one of these trade pieces do, you're kind of indifferent. So when it comes to the morale around this team, I'm going to give it an A as of right now because our students just aren't showing up. Yeah. Well, in, in the uh, in the grandstand, the boxes, it's an N.A. In the bleachers, as long as there's enough beer and you can put those cups together, <laughs> it Fair doesn't enough. matter what's happening on the field. So, so it, it's an incomplete altogether because there. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, the, the bleachers are the bleachers. It's a, it's not like the old days where you know they they'd go on sale day of the game and it was you know uh, there were fewer seats and whatnot. But uh, it's a, uh, you know, I think the fans. I mean, I know Cubs fans that are, that are diehards and they'll watch the team no matter what they do. So there's still those folks. And uh, I was just with one of those folks a couple of weeks ago out in Indiana. He watches every single game no matter what. And as a diehard, he's screaming at the TV in the whole nine yards like it's the Cleveland-Chicago <laughs> uh, World Series. <laughs> you know, so but forever they'll be ever the Indians in 2016. So that's good, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't change that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but in any event, any event, incomplete because you got the, the diehards in front of the tube. You got the bleacher people who 
are so inebriated they don't know anything. And then the, <laughs> the grandstand in the box is paying thousands of dollars and maybe they're a little unhappy, you know. So uh, it, it's <laughs> funny you bring up uh just so many different X factors of it because then I start thinking about the development of this yeah. team. So this fan base has watched a rebuild, the development. And then the championship, speaking of that Cleveland-Chicago yeah. series, the championship in 16. And then the downfall, the playoffs, losing in another NL yeah. divisional round, losing in a wild card round, losing in the championship round. They've done it all. But the development of this team, I'm going to give it a C because there have okay. been good players. They've brought in players. Mm-hmm. But I think for the most part, we're still – it feels like we're a year or two behind of actually watching them become true Major League Baseball players. I think there's some professionals on this team that will be part of the next playoff Cubs team. I'm done saying the next great Cubs team because you need to get to the playoffs first. You need to get a 500 first yeah. like before you could get to greatness. Yeah. But I do think there are some guys that they have found that are going to be part of that. But yeah. the development on the field, it's been a little stunted. There have been some guys that have come up, and you've mentioned some of them, and we mentioned morale, and like some of these guys have come up and played really well, especially the pitching staff. But what's yeah. the big one to me is Seiya Suzuki. You've had a lot of injuries. You've had a lot of guys not been able to play. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a C where it's nothing been too oppressive, but I don't think they're messing this up. I don't yeah. think that they're going to be behind the eight ball. I do think that they are taking the proper steps. And when things kind of get realigned and things get back to normal, we're, mind you, we're still mm-hmm. just now past the COVID seasons. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's still a lot of things to catch up to. I do think that they've done a pretty good job of developing, and we're learning a lot of these players' names. Think about it. That's when you know the development is real, that it's accelerating, that it's close, when you start learning a lot of these names. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the development that you've seen this season? Well, I'm going to go a little bit about C+. Just talking about morale, and morale (laughs) was another diamond in the rough. Mm -hmm. And uh, in terms of, really, you look at – uh, wisdom. I mean, it's. I think he's his stats are about as good as Bryant's. <laughs> believe it or not, maybe even better because Bryant's been hurt all year. But uh, those two stick out in my mind as big pluses, and there are a lot of question marks and and whatnot. And uh, Suzuki's a plus so overall, C plus, I'd say. And uh, uh, and we'll, we'll see what the next group of Cubbies is when they come to the team in August. And you know, it's good to see Cor Armstrong's in the, the futures game and and some of the other players that are highly regarded are moving along in the system, but you never know. I mean, you, you see what happens when they come up, they, maybe they pitch, pitch, uh, have one good pitch game and then, and then the, the other team figures them out and hammers them. So it, it, it remains to be seen, you know, how uh, the youngsters will fit in, but uh, C plus. And I think that is still a good sign, right? Like, of course you would like an A, but it feels like with that specific thing, development of the future, you're still a little bit behind of of where you might want to be, where you're like the, I think Baltimore is kind of the great example. We've seen the Orioles, what they've done against the White Sox and what they did against the Cubs. Their development is where you want to be next year. You would like to not think that you have to compare yourself to Baltimore because you're the Chicago Cubs, but mm-hmm. the way baseball works, the way the draft works, the way these kids you get out of high school and some of these collegiate players, it takes some time. So, but we're seeing it, and they're doing the right thing when you get somebody like a Seiya Suzuki and a Stroman, where you're integrating professional players already as it is. So yeah. that's the development. We've talked about the development. We've talked about the morale of of the fan base. This is something that I think they've failed on, and that is the optics, and that is. The general manager, the president, the vice president, the ownership. 
The front office has failed, I believe. I'm going to give him a D. And the only reason I give him a D is because Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins, who they got from Cleveland, again, speaking of Cleveland, have done a, a good job of bringing in guys, developing, finding pitchers, doing interesting things. But it is the elephant in the room. We know that their hands have been tied behind their backs. We know they were told to do a U Darvish. We know what they've been, been told to do and what not to do when it comes to this payroll and bringing in certain players, signing certain players. The fact that uh, Castellanos was not on this team after all he did in Cincinnati and with the Cubs, wanted to stay here. We've seen all the tea leaves, the unwritten, the unspoken thing has been spoken so many times. So I think this front office and more specifically, Again, thank you for bringing a World Series here, the Ricketts family. But the Ricketts family have done everything they can since 2016 to step on it. And when you go into this offseason, not only rebuilding, not only retooling, not only reshaping and not spending money, after gutting your team, you go out there and try to bid for the Chelsea Football Club? <laughs> there is no coming back from that, Marvelous. There is no, no coming back from that. You, it is going to be so hard for the fan base to forgive that egregious sin of cutting costs, trading players and then going after one of the famous rich soccer clubs in the world take away how much you think the bears are worth you want to know how much chelsea is worth and that's what this front office this ownership wanted to do i give it a d i, I would agree with a d and that's being generous and i was you know just thinking about <laughs> what what the cubs will look like the rest of the year you'll have uh Rowan Wick and Chris Martin will be the closers because they'll do the same thing as last year. Efros, Givens, and Robertson gone. You know, I'm just imagining what, what's going to happen, and there's going to be a bunch of another young names, maybe a player like a Madrigal that might be picked up. But it, it makes sense to to try to get something from a playoff team, uh, and so that's what's going to happen. But they need to do better, and their their farm system seems to be doing okay. So that's why I'm not giving you know the overall F for the whole management program but they have some development so d no i, I agree <laughs> and it's frustrating and it's sad because you do know that there's greatness within the front office of jed and carter and that scouting division and the coaching staff and these players and this is where i want to give them an a and i, I don't know how you can define this but the team itself the guys the character and i guess we could say the character of the team is an a they care they want to play. They're professionals. They make mistakes. They're just not good enough to win a lot of these games. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of pro players on this team. There's not a lot of great pro players on this team. There's good ones. There's okay ones. There's adequate ones. And there's bad players. I'm not going to fault them for not being given the resources when it comes to having the depth or having the health. They're just not good enough to win a lot of these games. Yeah. But the character of this team is an A. And you, you don't hear any crazy drama. You don't hear any controversy from the locker room. These are guys just trying to play. There's Frank. For God's sake, this team has Frank Schwindel who's beefing with Stephen Colbert on social media. One of the ho most wholesome things of, of all baseball. This is a very mm -hmm. likable team that gives up leads like they just did to the New York Mets. If you are watching us on YouTube, listening to us on WCPT to end the week here on the Sports Cubicle with Dan Marvin, Devin Siegel, Paul Shamari, myself, Mike Mercado. But yeah, the character of this team, our final grade, I would give them an A. What do you think the character of this team gets? The character is great. I mean, you, anybody that's interviewed has, gives a positive vibe from, you know, from Morel on down. I mean, Wisdom, uh, Schwindel, all those guys that are being interviewed, uh, you know, Ortega, and then some of the others that need a translator. <laughs> you know, they, they, they all seem to be of a, of a good attitude. So there's no real downers that I've, that I've heard in terms of 
talking to the press and you know and ross seems to spin it pretty good so uh, uh you know and they asked him recently how long it's going to take and he gave a good political answer you know <laughs> you know however basically however long it's going to take yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Whatever>. so, <laughs> but he, he's, he seems good in that role so i think that he's a good guy for the team at this point and uh in terms of the, the, the overall image that they portray as individuals is very good a a minus perhaps just because it's not you know there's it's not perfect because you know there's i'm sure there's somebody in there that uh behind the scenes is, is a, gives a negative vibe because you almost have to i mean it's just it's incredible they they go and win a bunch of series you know and just like the cubs that do this <laughs> and you think okay now that they're winning some series this is great and then then they could then they lose seven or eight or ten in a row whatever it's going to be <laughs> the time around the year could, could have been a double header on, on, on Saturday we don't know yet as we're taping but it's just uh it's maddening but see the, the thing is if you've been a cub fan for a really long time you're kind of used to it so it's numbing it's like you know <laughs> it's, it doesn't it doesn't matter because you'll still like them uh, eventually and uh yeah, it was it's like in your in your blood and you can't do anything about it <laughs> yeah unfortunately the, the curse of being a cup fan I, i'll yeah. say this much and you're you're right on this like I, 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 it's frustrating it's part of being a cup fan i've seen a lot of bad teams although we have seen the most winning in cubs history over the last decade yeah. i will say this though at least this cubs team whatever era we're in post world series at least there's a goal in mind it feels like opposed to let's say like something like 2005 when you have somebody like milton bradley on your team <laughs> And like, okay, you know what? It's one thing to be bad, but then it's another thing to be bad with guys like that on your team. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, I'd rather a bad team that at least is trying to do something bigger than themselves, trying to develop and has good character behind it. Because then at least I could root for them. You might lose a game seven, eight after scoring seven runs in the first inning, but at least you're not a bunch of jerks playing. And on that note, we want to know your <laughs> thoughts. What do you think? What do you grade our Chicago Cubs? Your Chicago Cubs. We're on Twitter <laughs> at Sports Cable Gold TV. It's the one. It's the only. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver. It's Devin Tingle. It's Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado.